and whoever won the tournament also takes his kingdom. He sent you here separately. For a better chance, the sword would be captured. But what can that sword do? Find a father. Conquer a kingdom. Prevent a monster from conquering the world. Well, what are we waiting for? Howdy there. Welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Welcome back to my guest this episode, Mr. Ryan Murphy. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? Not too shabby. Uh, not welcome at all to our movie this week. <laughs> Kingdom of Gladiator News. Now, it's been a while. You were on long, long ago. Back in, yes. I want to say, episode 11, maybe? For... No, it was episode 7 for... 7? Because that was a James Bond That's one. That's right, so. 007, yes. The world is not yeah. enough, so it's been quite a while. All the good old days of a mediocre James Bond movie. Because this week, oh. we have Kingdom of Gladiators from 2011 an italian made film in english but or something approximating it anyway boy oh, it's just cheap it's just cheap well actually not cheap it says it cost 3 million dollars which yeah i saw that it was 3 million I'm like where did that's a money laundering scheme right <laughs> where did that money go cuz it didn't go into the effects it didn't go no. into hiring actors no i mean maybe I... Rent, they had to rent this castle i don't know probably most of it i don't know Let, let's just get into it <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh boy so we get some backstory at the beginning there's what's king wolf con who's king played wolf con who's played by brian murphy what do you think of that oh i didn't see, i didn't see that yeah i was looking at the cast list i didn't even see that that was his name i'm assuming no relation <laughs> no be funny if it was though. If you're just on here putting them on blast. That would have been awesome. My stupid uncle and his dumb. Uncle. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of narrating. There's there's a war on. He has, I guess, started a war in hopes of uniting all the kingdoms, and the war is not going the way he planned. There's a lot of dead bodies around. More people are yeah, dying like he's than he one expected. Of the last ones on the field. It looks like. <laughs> Which is like seven people. Let's be. Realistic. It was like seven. Yeah. <laughs> so he's praying to the gods for an answer or to end the war or something and his prayers go unanswered by the gods anyway but they are answered by the other side i guess because a demon approaches him with an offer there's no subtitles on this movie could have used them because i oh. couldn't tell you what this demon said so i watched it on uh voodoo they had it on there for free as well okay and on there you could get the subtitles oh man see me and my tubi <laughs> And essentially it was the demon saying, you know, the gods aren't going to answer your prayers, but we will. We think you've been a angel of death for us and you've helped us get back to the power that we had before. And we'll grant your wish with the, uh, with the understanding that any of his heirs would be sacrificed. So it's a real Rumpelstiltskin kind of deal. Yeah. Which I don't know why he thought he would be able to get out of, but yeah. Well, then he's like, oh, how would I, you know, why would I say yes to this? And they're like, oh, you already have. And then he 
like gets stabbed and wakes up at the same time and yeah he has some kind of vision of weird. getting stabbed by a cloaked figure yeah but then he wakes up and there's a sword that i guess is not his sword it's just a magic sword we'll find out of some sort sticking out of the ground and he sees it and begins laughing hysterically for reasons yes. surpassing understanding <laughs> it's the demon also is part of the deal that he has to have this tournament so that the demons can like suck up all the blood from that, or is that an unrelated? No, that's uh, that's part of that prophecy that comes later. That that's okay. Like the yeah, we can get to that later. So also while he's laughing hysterically, the camera is looking straight into his mouth, and we can see his fancy modern fillings yes. on his yes. molars. Which that will be yep. the first. Uh, there's a guy later who's just a walking anachronism, but that's fine. <laughs> Then we get an animated sequence with a little yes, more backstory. The animated montage, and I'm yep. all for that. Ooh, I'll take an animated sequence anytime you can give it to me. It looks like comic book panels. It's pretty cool. Which basically tells us that the king had a daughter, and then the daughter was whooshed away by the demons, never to be seen again. Yeah. And she had a birthmark. On her chest. Yeah, she was marked or cursed. Which Do we ever see this birthmark when she turns up again? No, 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 because you never see her as a baby or anything, just in that animation. And it's, yeah, it's just like, I suppose because it isn't really her, right? Right. But wouldn't you think, well, yeah, I guess that comes up with Murrigan being like, I don't think she has that birthmark. Right. Wow, jumping all over. Who gives a shit? It's the kingdom of Kimok, the year Mm -hmm. of the grand tournament, we are told. And some LARPers find a cloaked woman in the woods who's like, I need to talk to the king immediately. And they're like, all right, I guess. So they just take it to the king. <laughs> I guess he has an open door policy. And we meet, I thought it was Morrigan the witch, because again, I don't have subtitles. Apparently it's Murrigan, according to the to the Murrigan, yep. yep. It doesn't sound like it when he says it, because he doesn't talk like a normal person. Oh, there's quite a few names and stuff in here where people don't match up. Like nobody told him, hey, here's how you need to pronounce this name. And they're just like, no, roll with it. Yeah, and Kane, the first time I saw Kane's name, I thought it was Kanye. So I was like, <laughs> that's a weird name. Uh, yeah, so the king is into, the king is prepared. He's got people getting him dressed in really bad, like this is some cheap ass costumes. Like mm-hmm. not even like, not even Renaissance Festival level. Like somebody went to Hobby No, this Lobby is like and... <laughs> Halloween rental store stuff. It's like a felt shit that he's wearing, but they're getting ready. He's like, "Where's my sword? The tournament's starting. Hurry up!" And the witch comes in. Why do you? Why did you? Why do you keep this woman around? He obviously hates her, because every time she tries to talk to him, he's like, "Ah, shut up, woman! (laughs) I don't want to hear your shit. I'm busy." Like, he's constantly berating her for things. Like, why do you keep her around? Yeah. But she comes in. She interrupts him, and she's like, "You need to come see this right now." And in a cell, she is locked because they have brought. I guess she intercepted on the way to the king, those LARPers. She has this woman in a cell, and she's like, this is your daughter, Luna. She convinces the king. Murgan the witch is like, this is your daughter who was long lost. Who, but she, she, it shouldn't take Murrigan looking this stuff up and learning about this prophet, learning all this stuff about the birthmark. His first question should be, cool, let me see your birthmark. Right. But he doesn't even right. think of it. He's just so happy to see her. No, it... You know, because she, what was it, like, she looks exactly like the queen did or something, who you never see. Right. At all. But they're just saying, yeah, she looks exactly like the queen did. And then she had that little stone thing that came from his pendant. and <laughs> Another Hobby Lobby purchase. It looks like, 
yeah, it's such a, like, anyone could have this. Because she's like, I can prove I'm your daughter because I have this stone I've had it my whole life. And I was looking for the rest of these stones. And it's literally like a shiny little black rock that you would put in the bottom of a fish tank. Yeah. That anyone could have from anywhere. <laughs> but he's yeah. so impressed by because, oh my god, it fits on the... So where does she even get it? Who knows? But now he's he's convinced, yeah, this is Luna, my missing daughter. He's very happy. And immediately, they, so they let her out of the cell. He's hugging Luna. And over her... Over their shoulder, Murrigan is immediately giving her the stink eye. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, you you just convinced him that it's her. It took you ten <laughs> seconds to go, hang on. Maybe I jumped <laughs> right. the gun here. Like, what what changed? Nothing that I could see. Um, there's a mystery man. I guess he has a name. It's, uh... Har? Is that his name? Yeah. Well, maybe here Har at some or, point. Har um, Nihil, the one guy calls him at one point. Anyway, it's this warrior-looking yeah. guy who's making his way towards the castle, kills a drifter for no reason whatsoever. Just, 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 <laughs> He's just, yeah. like, just killing drifters like you do on his way to the castle. And so this tournament is happening. And there's, what, 20 people in this kingdom? Okay, I'll give you 25. <laughs> there's, there should not be more gladiators in the tournament than there are spectators. That's rule number right. one of gladiator games, in my mind. Because they just keep showing these two balconies that have, like, people, spectators lined up cheering. And, yeah, it's tops 25 people. Yeah. And they, he's going on and on about, what oh, the Grand Kingdom, and no one is, par- like, we have no parallel. No other kingdom <laughs> is as grand as ours. It's, it's small kingdoms. I mean, you know, that opening battle, they had, like, seven people. So. This is all that's left after the war. <laughs> it's just all the other kingdoms that have, like, three guys. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not. Not enough extras paid for for this. And there's this... Yeah, it's not even an arena. It's like a courtyard. That it's, yeah, this is... Yeah. Some open spot where there's like a well or something. They're like, hey, this make a good spot for a gladiator arena. And all of the fighting in this is so slow and boring it's like, and sloppy. It, it looks like they gave them weapons just like just like buddies of this director guy and they just like hey come be a gladiator in this movie and they just literally hand them a weapon they're like all right you two guys fight just yeah. make it look good make it up as you go there's no choreography in <laughs> fact this first guy because because there's guys in like full plate armor and then other guys that just have like a dingy little hand shield and a scimitar yeah like they're yeah, very unmatched that first one. and that guy the way he rolls around as like to dodge where he like just rolls on the ground to like no effect is yeah fucking hilarious i will say this this movie is terrible but it might be the funniest movie i've watched for this show okay this is a very very funny movie (laughs) it's there is some yes it wasn't the intention but (laughs) and i watched clue this might be funnier than clue (laughs) yeah and it's all shot like shit too they're doing lots of like shaky cam and high shutter rate and trying to and then add it in slow-mo he's really trying to do a Zack snyder like, he watched 300 a couple times and went, I got this. You don't got it. Woof. And it's also, there's, and the, the CGI. I never like CGI blood in anything, but it's especially heinous looking in here because, I mean, CGI is being Well, any gracious. CGI, this looks like it's done on, like, a PS2 or something like that. Just But also the amount. Terrible. The amount. Of, yes, this guy he, yes, gets slashed in the back, and the amount yeah, like, of blood that sprays out. <laughs> Is like, like five gallons of blood just. It looks like the lawnmower scene at the end of Dead Alive. <laughs> like, okay. Which I don't know if you've seen or not, but 
the guy just it's an absurd amount it's an absurd amount of blood none of which gets on the guy who killed him even nope. though it's spraying directly in his face it's bad bad stuff all kind of during this time too is when luna's having that bath and uh mergen is like looking from the out the outside window and like sees that she doesn't have that birthmark and finally figures it out that oh no this isn't her yeah so <laughs> so yeah so she runs to tell the king like hey 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 maybe i think i might be wrong like i don't think that's your daughter she doesn't have the birthmark she's supposed to have you know that you maybe should have asked about and the king's just like at this point well i mean he's always mean to her but he's extra mean now because he's <laughs> right. you know now he's happy that his daughter's found or whatever and he slams this woman's head on the table. And his performance here is so funny. Like, I don't even remember exactly what he says, but he's like, you all rip out your <laughs> serpent's tongue. And... So say what it is you have to say to me. She is not your daughter. What is this nonsense you're spouting? Luna is not the person she says she is. How what? dare you? I'll tear out that serpent's tongue of yours. Yeah. It's, he's not a good actor. <laughs> I mean, no, no one in here is, but... Um, oh, if you need somebody for, like, an open mouth gaping scene, this is your guy. But he doesn't even, like... It's not that he doesn't talk normal. He also doesn't walk normal. Like, there's scenes of him, like, walking across the room, and you're like, I can't tell what he's doing wrong, but that's not how people walk. Right. Just the just the rate of steps and the rhythm... I don't know. He's He's very aware that he's on camera, and it doesn't work. I mean, throughout all of this is gladiatorial fights being cut back and forth, too. One guy gets his fingers taken off by a spear, and that's like an actual halfway decent That wasn't too bad. Effect. It looked all right, and I wish there was more more of that, less of that CGI no one actually got yeah. hit thing. Yeah, that was that same guy who got that slash ac across the back, and yeah. gallons of blood comes out, and then he gets stabbed in the face, and it's like clearly like next to his cheek just to his cheek yeah the other side. it's the most obvious <laughs> like but did you blow all your money on that finger gag like i don't know i <laughs> three million went somewhere and i don't know where oh the best after that one is like so that's the first time anybody actually dies in the fights too like on that first one like the guy just punches the dude down to the ground and he takes off his helmet he's like yeah i won like um yeah the rules of this i don't understand because, the, right. yeah, the mystery man, it's not till the mystery man horror or whatever shows up and starts killing people that that seems yeah. to be the rules. Right. Before that, people are just kind of putting their foot on the other guy and the crowd is cheering like, okay, you won. Cool. And until Har, then Har shows up and starts slaughtering people and they're yeah. into that too. But it should <laughs> be one of... <laughs> when he kills that first other. guy that it shows like the two balcony people, like everybody's sat there and all of a sudden like one kid just starts to slow clap. <laughs> everybody joins us like alright this is what we're supposed to do which I, which would be funny if I think if I thought for a second that they intended that to be funny but I don't think it is I think <laughs> I don't no. I don't, there's nothing in here that's supposed to be funny but much of it is and Morgan comes to the so now she's gone through some books she's gone through her old a couple books that she has and she comes to King Wolf Khan and she's like okay listen now there's a prophecy that there's like underneath our land, there's this demon, like a demon uh, lord, Guarma. Guar. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was Guarma. Guar I thought it was Guarmar, which is <laughs> stupid and funny. 
and he like drinks blood and enough blood and he's gonna wake up and we're pouring blood into the ground like back which i mean the war should have woke him up but whatever and it's at this point that the king could very easily go oh okay then no more killing which was kind of the rules yesterday until this weirdo showed up so i'll just tell everybody hey the games can go on but just take it easy like no more killing let's we're here for fun right there's only 25 of us fucking left we better be economical (laughs) who we're slaying for no reason but he doesn't he's just like no the games must go on why why must the games go on i mean we'll come to learn that he has decided and hasn't told anyone really that whoever wins this tournament is going to become the new king because he has no heirs Certainly not any male heirs that we know about. But then the people in the tournament should know that. Otherwise, what are the people in the tournament fighting for? We're given no idea of what a prize is. They're risking their lives. Right. Like, imagine you're one of these gladiators, and yesterday it was, oh, we're going to have fun and beat each other up. And then this other guy comes in and is like, oh, shit, hold on. Can I?" And you're crossing your name off the list? Like, fuck, the stakes have gone up. And I don't know, I don't even know what I win if I win this. So lots of motivations that are understandable. So we meet our kind of three main characters, aside from the king. Tila, who, how, how best to describe her? Um, what's a good word? Buxomful? Boob-centric? I don't know. That'd yeah, probably be better. She's wearing a chainmail bikini that makes Red Sonia look real classy. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's her defining characteristic, kind of. So... Uh, the, that lady, like, eventually went on to be, like, one of the first female wrestlers in some wrestling thing. Well... I don't know if it was WCW or WWE or what. Well, there's a bunch of wrestlers in this, which will become very obvious later. But, yeah, I had to look. And, no, we're not talking WWE-level wrestlers. We're not talking WCW. No. We're talking... I, I didn't even Juggalo see Backyard Wrestling League. <laughs> And that's not a fucking joke. I'm not even making it up. <laughs> like, that would have been my guess, and my guess would have been correct, because that's where she was a wrestler at. Okay. The Juggalo Wrestling League, <laughs> which is... Excellent. That track's hard. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, she's... I mean, she's attractive enough, but it's it's very excessive. It's excessive what's happening in, this, yes. in the Chestal region. And we also have... Kane and Yeah, not Gunner. Kanye, Kane. <laughs> who's who's a real beefcake, and Gunner, who well, we should, I should all mention. I should also mention because it will become very important later, and strange. Kane is, uh, I don't know if he's a, a black gentleman or a, he has a he's one of the few people in the movie who has a British accent, but he is not white. Right. Let's say very and much like the one guy in this whole movie that can somewhat act decently. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm being generous, I guess. <laughs> Gunner, very, very white. Kane, not so much. Yes. Which will be important later. Yes. Gunner has, Gunner is covered in tattoos, all of which are very modern tattoos, let's say. Yes. Like, I don't yes. know what it said across his knuckles. It could have been love, hate, for all Something I know. Something down, I could see what one hand was, what they show it, but yeah. He's got one on his neck that says revolution, and he's got stuff on his, all like, very, very modern from the year of our lord 2011 tattoos that this guy has so okay (laughs) i guess and they're sort of hanging out there's no love lost between gunner and kane who i don't know where gunner's coming from but he thinks that kane and tila are like gutter people 
Like, like yes. I don't know. You came from wherever you came from, and we're, you're not going to be able to fight good. But I don't. Does he live here? I don't know where he gets off with this talk. But they're hanging out, sort of in the I guess the just the green room for gladiators before you go out and fight. And there's a shadowy sharpener. That's what I call them because he doesn't have a name. <laughs> no, I got guy. a shadowy fighter guy too. He's just kind of huddled in the shadows with the hood up. We will never learn anything about this gentleman. But he's nope. sharpening a sword. Time you see him. He tells them a story, this legend about this couple that was in love and one had to like go to hell for the other one or something, something, whatever. The Yeah, the couple are in love. They're going to get married. The priest that's going to marry them falls in love with the girl and convinces the other guy to have her kill herself to prove her love because that's the way to get the lady is have her kill herself. I guess, which they'll pretend is like a parallel to what happens later, but it's not really. Yeah. But, and then he, so he tells them this story and then immediately goes, but that's just an old kid story, so don't worry about it. Well, then what do you fucking right. tell me for? <laughs> you just, I just stood here listening to you for the last three minutes. I got other things to do. Now you're telling me it doesn't, I made it up. Don't worry about it. Well, we get the, the important note of only demons can fight demons from Which the guy. will also prove to be not true. <laughs> They'll pretend for a second that it's true and then immediately tell us that it's not. And we'll get to it. So then we get some funny, I guess it's a, a love scene, in silhouette anyway. Good old Kane is up practicing with himself. He's got his two swords and he's just up in the attic, I guess. Just, yep. And... She's up there now. See, now this is more like it. She's wearing like a nice, like, like I don't know, like not like a gown, but like like a dress, like a not like a, a dress, dress, yeah, like an actual like decent outfit, like clothes. She's wearing clothes, which is a nice change, <laughs> and at least for a moment, anyway. And I guess I kind of assumed they were boyfriend and girlfriend already, but I guess not because this is their first. Like, she gives them a speech about like every. Every day is starting to feel like it's our last day, and I'm, I wonder if we're like wasting time or something. And then he grabs, right, yeah. her and grabs her and kisses her, and then their shadows are having sex on the wall, mm-hmm. or like he takes her dress off or whatever, but just in the shadows. So it's like, which is fine. I don't need, I don't need boobs in my movie, but like they were right there. You know what I mean? Does that sound stupid? But like, <laughs> you put that so much effort into putting them on display with this chain metal bikini, and then. Never mind. The end of that. I said yeah. of that. All of that sounds terrible, and I don't mean any of it. <laughs> but it's I was I would expect nudity in a movie like this, and then it didn't happen. So I was I guess surprised, not disappointed, but surprised. And there's a slow mo because she brought him like a drinking horn or whatever, mm-hmm. and when he grabs her for surprise kisses, he drops it, and it slow mo bounces down the stairs. Yep. With, with like real like orchestral music, like this is a big thing. Morgan's at the bottom of the stairs and picks it up and looks at it with this knowing like, oh, this means they're fucking. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> and why yeah. is she invested in them fucking? Why does she care? Unknown. And then well, the, well, the little bit we do see of them sort of making out, they are suddenly dripping with sweat. Like, giant beads. Him I get because he was working out, but she just had a dress on. Right. And then when they show her bare shoulders... They are giant droplets of dripping sweat like they have just come off of a log flume. It's bizarre. Yeah, that party was going on downstairs. It was hot upstairs. Yeah, I guess. All that body heat rising. Luna, air so, quotes, who I guess her real name is Hell, H-E-L, 
which I don't know if they ever say yep. in the movie, but that's how she's listening at the, the very end when yeah they, they do it at the very end finally. She blackmails Murrigan. She's like, "Hey, old lady, stay out of my business because I know a thing about you. I know that you personally hire all of the maids and servants around here based on whether you find them attractive or not because you want to sleep with them all." So she's like blackmailing yes. her for being an old lesbian or something, and she's also like, but also trying to seduce her. She's like, on like yeah, like seduce her at the same time, yeah. She's like untying her top, like. Can you even imagine, like, the king's daughter with a body like this? Mm-mm, no, never. You'll never have it. Stay out of my business. And then, like, runs away. <laughs> it's just more bizarre stuff. Well, that that dude, that uh, traveling guy who was slaughtering people then just shows up and kills Mergen. Do we see him do it? Did I look away at the wrong time? I, I guess they don't show him kill her, but it's just, like, implied. Like, he's got, like, a knife or something. and Okay. Yeah, because as far as I knew, the king comes in and like she's just hanging there, and it's like, oh, Kane, the next morning, Kane is walking away from the castle, going on, and he's walking he's going for on a walk while. About, yep. I will say this: the Italian countryside and mountains and things that we're seeing, nice to look at. Yeah, beautiful. Not shot particularly well, but <laughs> it's just this little dot of a man <laughs> walking along the bottom of the screen in in this big vista. It's kind of cool looking. Which is how you're adding production value to your cheap movie by putting it, you know, in a setting like this. But he was apparently, and we'll get this now in a flashback, visited in the middle of the night. He and Tila were crashed out post-coital in the attic, and Murrigan snuck up there. I guess this is why she was interested in what was going on. Was it she snuck up there, or was it like she came to him in a dream, like a vision? I guess I got more sense of it. It was like a dream that he had, or... Could be. Something I mean, like I feel like if it was a dream, I don't know that he would feel as much impetus to like, I got to go do that. I have to leave this beautiful woman that I finally got sleeping here and go off on my own when it like, oh, that might have just been a dream I had. Why would I do that? That's yeah. stupid. You know, it, yeah, it makes more yeah, sense if true. she like snuck up there and was like, hey, pss, pss, come here. But I mean, yeah, it could be. It's kind of like lit and filmed as if it were maybe a dream. Who knows what the yeah. intention was. But she has... Basically sent him off on a quest. You have to go find this sword. Whoever has this sword will be able to win the tournament. And whoever wins the tournament, surprise, gets to be the new king. So this is like your chance to be out of the gutter, to be with your, the, you know, the woman you love, this, that, and the other thing. There's more gladi- gladiator fights going on, which Tila joins in on now and does the only good. This is the only part fighting wise that I like. She does a straight up Sonya Blade splits nut punch maneuver mm-hmm. to beat a guy mm-hmm. but again she's not she didn't kill that guy so did she win i guess she won because she punched him in the balls while doing the splits but uh, it's, it's kind of mixed here on whether you need to actually like stab somebody at the end of the fight to win or just kicking him and it's fine but the king's not doing like the thumbs up or thumbs down or anything it just seems to be no he's i don't even know where he's at he's like in some room well sometimes he's watching in the balcony mostly it's just Luna slash Hell yeah, is up most there of laughing, is laughing. laughing while people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is most of her dialogue for the rest of the movie. And yeah, Murrigan is dead. She's like hung up on this door or these the jail cell bars or whatever. King Wolfcon says, get her down from there. No one will miss her. <laughs> He's such an <laughs> asshole. But then he goes over to the corner by himself and he goes, except for me, old friend. She wasn't your friend. No. She worked for you and you treated her like shit. And then you're in front of a room of people. He's like, no one cares if she's dead. Fuck this old lady. Like, <laughs> such a weird reaction. 
Yeah, and again, he's like, but the tournament must go on. But why, though? Why? <laughs> I know it's like, you don't want to yeah. be king anymore. It's weighing on your soul or whatever, and you have your daughter back. So just make her the queen if you want to retire now that she's back. Like, why you have to have this tournament to decide who is, is going to be the king, especially when you have now expressly been warned by your, air quotes, friend the witch, that if we keep having bloodshed, a demon's going to come back to life. You have zero mm -hmm. reason to keep this shit going, other than there's a movie happening. <laughs> Beyond that, I don't get it. I don't get it. So we're back with Kane, out on his journey, and he has straight-up magic sunglasses. Yep. <laughs> They're these weird little... Yeah, just... <laughs> what? yeah, just like the metal... It's like it's like the old 80s, like, classic, like, horizontal... <laughs> sunglasses thing but like it's got the this gem like tied in between them yeah and he's using that to look at because there's all of these swords which no one has come to take I guess but there's all these swords well, so to see what the right one is he has to wear these magic sunglasses well there's no there's no actual swords in the field until you put the glasses on and then you can see the swords but then <laughs> But then why have all the fake swords? If you already need the magic sunglasses to find the sword that's there and you can't find it without them, why not just have that one sword there? Why do you have 80 swords laying around hey, hey, as an hey. extra complication on top of the magic sunglasses? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I didn't catch that. Like, uh, I didn't like, rewatch that part and like, I didn't catch it until the second time that there's absolutely no swords in the field until you put the sunglasses or these glasses on and then like all of them appear. So it's dumb. It's dumb. And then Gunner shows up in a bathrobe, <laughs> like a real cushy, like fur lined, like just tied at the waist, fucking like he just got out of the sauna and he's out for a walk. And he has his own sunglasses. Some of we won't find out till later why, but it's like that weird. Where'd you get those? He grabs Kanye's and smashes them on the ground. So now he has the only ones. And now we get, you know, how for a long, long time you could say there's only one movie in the world where. Two people have a wrestling match over a pair of magic sunglasses, and it's called They Live, and it's a great movie. Well, fuck me. Now, here's this shit. <laughs> that streak is over, because they literally have the, the They Live fight. Except it's not an alley with cars, but it's two guys in a wrestling match. And it's when I say wrestling match, like they're doing clotheslines on each other and drop kicks and crazy off-the-ropes, mm -hmm. except a rock. Like, these are two wrestlers. Having yeah. a wrestling match in a field <laughs> no. over a pair of magic it's, sunglasses. It's, it's crazy. I'll, I'll give it that it's like a halfway decent fight. It could be if it were shot worth shit, but it's such, you know, it's all weird zooms and weird shakes. And every time somebody punches them, the camera like shakes <laughs> to like give you like shake. the sound. <laughs> oh, God, it's bad. It shakes the earth. They punch so hard. <laughs> but it, yeah, it shows that, yeah, these are two like. E or F grade pro wrestlers out there who they hired to do this. I wonder which came first. I wonder if they hired the wrestlers and they went, okay, these two need to fight. Maybe we should have them have a wrestle fight. Or if like, in the script they were like, and they have a wrestle fight, so we better hire two wrestlers. Like which came first, the chicken and the egg on that one. But and here's where you start because before he kind of had clothes on and then he had his cool robe on. It's during this fight is when you really can see Gunner's tattoos for the first time and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. This guy just came from Miami Inc. What's happening? <laughs> and so they're fighting, 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 fighting. They go back and forth. Who's got the drop on who? 
And Tila shows up. She's followed them, I guess. Just as... Because they'd agreed, like, no weapons. We're going to fight like men and punch each other. Yep. And Gunner has a secret dagger that he's pulled out. And he's got... Kane's onto the ground just as she walks up. And so to distract her, he drops the dagger. So she has to, like, grab it mm-hmm. inches before it, you know, lands on him. So that Gunner can go over with his magic sunglasses and grab the sword. And she stays over, leaning over, kneeling over him with this dagger still pointed at him for a very long time. <laughs> the whole time yeah. that Gunner walks over to get the sword, they have a whole conversation where she is still, like, you <laughs> is still holding this knife perilously close to him. Put that shit away. So Gunner picks a sword up and then starts having like, like and he like passes out. Kane passes out too, or I guess he maybe he was already passing out from the fight. Because the next thing we know, it's nighttime. Tila yep. has started a fire. They're both passed out. Kane hilariously nightmare wakes up when she touches him. Like, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> you know? here we find out, and this is wild shit. They were told. Partially in their dreams just now and partially by Murrigan before. Well, Gunner has been sent here. The king kind of gave Gunner the same spiel that Murrigan gave Kane, which is, here's these magic sunglasses. Go find this sword. It'll help you win the tournament, and then you'll be the new king. Right. Which, I don't know plot-wise if that all adds up, but anyway. What we come to find out is that Kane and Gunner, bearing in mind, Gunner is very, very white, and Kane is very, and, very not. And much shorter than gunner <laughs> are twins identical twins yes <laughs> identical twins who <laughs> were born who the queen died in childbirth so luna was nabbed by the demons and taken away so they tried again they had these twin boys the queen yep. died during childbirth and so i guess out of resentment towards them for killing his wife and also like maybe demons might be coming to take these wood kids too he sent them away like you take this kid and go north you take this kid and go south as far as you can ride and then never shall they meet again right this black man and this white man who are my twin sons (laughs) i would have questions for my dead wife that's all i'm saying (laughs) because that's not how sperm works whatever (laughs) yeah and here's where we also find out that yeah apparently whoever wins this tournament why it's so important is because whoever wins is going to become king which we didn't know until now we cut back to the castle and our mystery man, Har, is eating a dude. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a night watchman who's crawling around, who's walking around in the dark, and he hears a noise, and he peeks through a door, and he sees Har just munching on a dead body in a hallway. For no reason. Was this another gladiator? Is it a servant? There should be some right. sort of murder investigation happening, but there isn't. I don't know. But then he winds up chasing this guard down and killing him, too. So the king is not paying attention to what's going on in his castle anymore. There's a lot of Tila and Gunner and Kane are off on their quest. There's a lot of fart guitar, fart rock guitar happening. Yep. We <laughs> get a little more the theater montage in there. Yeah, more anachronistic. Oh my god, the montage with the superimposed. It's the funniest fucking thing. It's so hilarious. There'll be there's gladiator fights happening, and then across the bottom of the screen will be like a member of the crowd like cheering, but it looks so like. It's so superimposed, and then one is just oh, the yeah. one is just this funny-looking guy who has like a tanker to ale. Who's like, hey, like, <laughs> but it's super, it looks like a car commercial, like a car, um, like a car lot commercial, where like their mascot goes woo, superimposed across the bottom of the screen. It's so goofy. Well, like in the middle of that montage, they're showing like the 
the balcony of the two rows of people and at one point like some dude just gets handed the sword and like grabs somebody else in the audience and stabs them yeah there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this peanut gallery. Like, what the hell is happening here there's also this young couple who just won't stop making out they're like away from everybody else yep. and keep showing them kissing which i don't know it's supposed to be funny or what but it's strange but yeah the mod basically just the montage basically is horror is killing everyone he fights yeah goofier and goofier looking fighters goofier kills more cgi blood some most of these fighters are either like none of them seem to be in shape they're all either morbidly obese or very old the one guy he killed <laughs> the guy that has like the like the weird like the long hammer that he's swinging around the guy that, that wooden hammer thing yeah the one that he lawn darts like, the sword yeah. into that guy is like yes. <laughs> conservatively 75 years old and should not be in fighting in the gladiator games but it's all it's very silly and at one point his eyes turn black when he's fighting somebody so you can see like oh shit he's like a demon guy or something yeah like no duh he was eating someone we know oh so then we go back to tila gunner <laughs> and they find that gate and yeah there's a gate to hell which again because none of this has really been explained to us tila appears to sacrifice herself for no reason at all yes i guess it's to open this gate but wasn't that what the sword was for I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just stumble upon the gate, and then she's like, oh, I got to kill myself to let you guys in. Yeah, because they haven't, but the two brothers have not decided, like, well, which of us is going to, which of us is it going to be? Someone has to die to open this gate to hell, I guess. It's got to be one of us. And Tila holds them at sword point and is like, no, you, you must finish this journey, like, the, you know, the journey that you just learned about six hours ago. You're very dedicated to, I guess. But also, you love this guy, and you don't want him to sacrifice himself gunner's right there and you don't even like that guy right <laughs> make him sacrifice himself i don't know it's pretty dumb but so yeah so she gets killed by this door and then buried under the smallest pile of rocks i've ever seen <laughs> like it's like he builds like a cairn you know for her but when they show it it's like four little rocks that we're supposed to believe she's under impossible yeah. not possible it's very stupid and then a while after that then the door finally opens like they must have been thinking like oh shit she sacrificed herself for nothing because this door isn't even going to open but it finally opens yeah I mean they had to have a barrier and then and walk like a mile away from the door to barrier and then yeah so like half hour later it finally opens back up yeah it's the gate to hell and by hell I mean a very drippy cave mm -hmm. this is the least hellish hell I've ever seen maybe this is like the long hallway to get to hell i don't know but it's there's no fire hell's gotta have fire and they run into sort of tila's ghost goth ghost she's got like a black mm -hmm. like she's lost she doesn't have the chainmail bikini anymore which is good she's got like a just like a black sort of i don't know how to describe it like a like a leather dress and black eyeliner and her hair's darker so she's really gothed up and she reminds them that like I can't like I can't stay long. I don't have much time left in the world of men. I mean, you're already dead, but okay. Um, and only a demon can fight a demon. Yeah. And then she disappears. Where she disappears to is back to the arena where she does a cool. She does the. Just uh, a superhero jump. The in. Deadpool superhero landing, like on one knee and one face. Yeah. Because yeah, only she can fight and defeat Har. Which how did she? How do they know he's a demon? They've been gone. I don't know. Right. She has ghost knowledge. They've seen the guy maybe. like twice. Yeah. 
So she winds up beating him, so that takes care of that problem. She bashes his head against this well over and over, which is enough. Because only, remember, this is very important. Only a demon can kill a demon. Right. Okay? Keep that in mind. Hell is about to kill the king with a spear. She's revealed herself to him as like, oh man, you're a joke. Like, I'm not your daughter. I was never your daughter. You're stupid. Now I'm going to help raise Guarmar or whatever his name is. And she's just about to kill him, but then she re- she sees sort of through that. Because there's a sort of cool, I guess it could have been cool looking, like, this Guarmar is like a stone, almost like a gargoyle, but huge under yeah. in this cave. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool design if they had a little more money to put into it. I mean, it looks really cheap, you know, PS2 graphics, but it's kind of a cool design. But she sees through its eyes that, like, oh, the brothers are there, shit. So she disappears before she can kill the king. But then he dies anyway of, like, phantom. <laughs> I guess that phantom sword I, I that he dreamed about getting stabbed with at the beginning yeah, finally yeah, catches up to him. Because it almost looks like he has a heart attack, but then a pool of blood is forming under him. So he's been stabbed by a memory sword or something. Yeah. Either way, his time is up. So now we have a fight between Hell and the brothers, who she pretty easily defeats. She's just throwing them around with her magic. Yeah, yeah they're really nothing. Until Gunner takes it upon himself to be selfless. He has the magic. He's, I mean, he's had the magic sword this whole time. And yeah, jumps off the cliff, turns into a straight up PS1 <laughs> cutscene. Oh, it's, it is terrible CGI. <laughs> oh, my gosh. To stab this Guarmar thing, which distracts hell long enough for Kane to stab her, to sort of get through her defenses and stab her. Because remember... Only a demon can kill a demon, right? Mm-hmm. Until right this minute, when Gunner can kill the giant demon and Kane can kill this lady demon, and it's no problem at all. Right. So that's all bullshit. Great. Yeah, so now Gunner is dead, but the day has been saved. I have a quit. So technically, Tila won the tournament, right? Yeah. So she should be king. <laughs> she should be the goth ghost <laughs> king of Kremar or Kremok, whatever it's called. Because instead, what happens is, Kane just becomes the king. How and why? He literally did nothing. He did not win the tournament. Tila did. He did not kill Guarmar. Gunner did. Our hero Kane... killed Hill, I suppose. Okay. That's (laughs) about it. But but no one knows any of this stuff. So he's going to come back to the castle and go, Hey, everybody, I'm the king now. (laughs) Excuse me, black man? (laughs) Who isn't from here and we don't know? That other guy, that asshole gunner who we liked better, what'd you do with him when you were out in the wilderness? Because he didn't come back with you. We think your girlfriend's dead too, so you have some questions to answer, and you're not the king. (laughs) So I guess everyone will just know somehow, because he's going to be king now. Then roll credits, more fart rock guitar, and then a mid-credits scene, how fucking dare you? Right. (laughs) Which is just gunner against like a jet black background it's a black drop yeah. yeah holding the sword and what is it like i'll see you soon brother or something yeah yeah just, i'll see you soon brother and more credits and that's it how dare you that's it <laughs> then would you believe and that yeah that's the movie it's cheap and terrible and stupid but also very funny kind of entertaining to watch would you believe that there is a prequel that was made six years later called Kingdom of Gladiators, colon, the tournament. Yep. 
And a year before he made Kingdom of Gladiators, he made, he made a movie called Gladiator Games. Yep. Which also has the lady who played Luna and Hell in it. So this guy okay. is just all about gladiators for a little while. And... He's he's made a, a good number of gladiator movies, it looks like. Well, he's made a number. <laughs> <laughs> he's made none good, I bet. But what well, it looks like there might even be a Kingdom of Gladiators 3. I mean, look, I saw some title art of what I don't know if it's an actual thing, but am I going to watch Kingdom of Gladiators colon the tournament? Probably. Because if it's half as funny as <laughs> If it's half as funny as this thing was, I don't know. It might be worth my time. Uh, I'd be lying if at some point I don't check it out just as I watch the first one. Just to be like, what happened? Yeah, because I don't, I'm not 100% sure if it's a sequel or a prequel. He also made I two. I think it's a sequel and like Kane is actually king and like, I don't, I don't know. But that one sounds like, I guess Gladiator Games, the other one, sounds like it's people from all over. So it's like Vikings and Zulus and okay, like all different cultures. Like there was that, um, what was it, World's Greatest Warrior video game? <laughs> you remember that? That had, well, there was the show World's Greatest Warrior, is that what it was called? Where it was like, what would happen if a Zulu fought a Viking? And what would happen if a... Oh, uh, oh, on history? Yeah. And there was a video oh. game of that I used to play too. But Yeah, it was a show and a video game, yeah. Yeah, so that's what that Gladiator Games, the movie before this, sounds like, where it's just all different okay. cultures send someone, like, Mortal Kombat style to the tournament. I don't know. I'm at least going to check them out, because as bad as this is, it was kind of entertaining. Well, this actually won the, uh, what was it, the 2000 Indie, 2011 Indie Fest Award of Excellence. Yeah, well, <laughs> at, at what? <laughs> The Palermo Docs <laughs> Film Festival, like <laughs> I, uh, I saw that and could not believe it. Well, I'm looking at the poster for because he also did these two, like Richard the Lionheart. He made these two Richard the Lionheart movies, and if you look at the poster for the second one, the entire top third of it is winner of this, winner of that. I don't believe it. Official selection <laughs> of the something Independent Film Festival 2015. Official nomination: Best Costumes. Best Historical Piece, winner of Best Feature at the Something Con Film Festival. Like, <laughs> I don't know how prestigious any of these awards are, but anyway, that's Kingdom of Gladiators. Kind of fun. Very stupid. Thumbs yeah. in the middle? I don't know. <laughs> Thumbs mostly down. I mean, most as, as a piece of filming, way down. As something to past 90 minutes you know you'll laugh it's kind of a good time uh it is that time of the episode for me to push the magic button to find out what next week's movie will be chosen completely at random from everything streaming i mean we can only go up from here right uh, i would say so that's a dumb thing to say pushing the magic button now next week <laughs> see i had open my big dumb mouth <laughs> next week's movie is Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Which is on Tubi, and that's it. I guess it's also on Up Faith and Family, but no one I know has that, so never mind. Tubi. Uh, 2014. This would appear to be the fourth of the five Baby Genius movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> well, I mean, John Voight's in it, because he's in all of these. 
Except the first one. He's not in the first one. Because the first two are done by Bob Clark, who did Christmas Story and who's come up on this show a lot before, actually. Black Christmas and Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. And then the other three are like straight-to-video bullshit. But John Voight is in all of them except the first one. Huh. Because that's how far the mighty have fallen. (laughs) Academy (laughs) Award winner, John Voight. Star of four Baby Geniuses films. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent stuff. Well... I'll do it. Where can people find you, sir, on Twitter and Instagram and things uh, like that? Let's see. I'm on Twitter at MurphyMN. Um, Instagram, I am MurphyMan07. All right. I am at HeathLambert78. The show is That's So Random P2. The show has a email address for your gripes and grievances and things of that nature. It is uh, That's So Random Pod at gmail.com. The show is, some people don't know this, because when I tweet it out, I just tweet out kind of the link to Podomatic, where it's hosted at, but it's also on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and all those sorts of places, so you can find it there too if that's more your jam. Artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey, who is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter. Check out his other stuff. Great artist, great guy. And that'll do it for this week on behalf of myself. And Mr. Ryan Murphy, have a good week.